Oh, you crazy! You want to be crazy? No, I'll show you crazy! You Listen, I don't know about these other guys, but we are like a superhero. No? We're like, da, 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 da. we're not crazy! Everybody knows you never go full retard. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. We had a fucking book for one. Did you get that memo? Yeah, I got the memo. Picasso is dead. Walt Disney is dead. I'm dead. Steve Jobs is dead. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Welcome to the Mentally Gone Podcast. And episode 16. Two episodes in one week. Who would have thought, huh? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? <laughs> I don't know if uh, too many people know this, but Matthew McConaughey said that that's a warm-up routine that he does for every movie. And uh, Martin Scorsese saw him do it behind the scenes, and he said, do that thing that you... That you were doing. I think that could be interesting. And they didn't <laughs> tell Leo beforehand. And then you can visually see Leo confused, but at the same time, he's a professional actor, so he just goes along with it. Yeah, and starts joining in. And then he just gives Mar- uh, Marty, is what they call him, Martin Scorsese, uh, a, a look to see if he gets a, an approval, a nod. And then Martin Scorsese just says, Yeah, keep going, like, keep rolling. You know? mm-hmm. It's really cool. All right, all right, all right. Anyways, uh, the Statue of Liberty is actually Lucifer. <clears throat> wow, so we're jumping right into it. Yeah, just starting it off very lightly. <laughs> Here the, we go. The whole world is doomed and we're actually living in hell. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, is the Statue of Liberty considered one of the eight wonders of the world? Is it like one of those things or no? Yes, it is. I think there's seven. Seven wonders of the world? Is there seven? I'm going to Google it real quick. Wonders of the world. It says, yeah, uh, new seven wonders of the world. Wow. So, so there's like old ones. There's um, the wonders of the world of the ancient world, you know, but of modern times, there's seven of them. It doesn't say <clears> that it is one. Yeah, it says that the Taj Mahal, the Colosseum, the Chichen Itza, Machu Picchu, Christ the Redeemer, Petra, and the Great Wall of China are the seven wonders of the world. Um. Statue of Liberty, we went down a very deep rabbit hole after watching a TikTok. Was I the one that sent it to you? Yeah, you were. Yeah, so I saw the TikTok on my timeline on my For You page, and it was just someone breaking it down and just saying, like, did you guys know that the Statue of Liberty is not actually a a woman? Mm -hmm. Which is what they started off with. And then... Slowly got to the whole like Lucifer topic, and do you want to kick us off? All right, well, just to translate, right? Um, as like obviously the Statue of Liberty is holding up a torch, and so she's like the light bringer, she, she, the bearer of light, yeah, she's here to enlighten us, she's here to provide us freedom or to be a symbol rather of enlightenment and of freedom, Mm -hmm. and then. Uh, Lucifer actually translates to the light bearer or the light bringer. So in Latin, right? Mm -hmm. 
So, anyways. So, so next topic. No, so look, there <clears throat> there's a lot of depictions of of Lucifer looking very similar to the Statue of Liberty, right? And and not even just looking, right? Like the depictions of Satan that that we see, but also um the like that that symbolism there with the with the bringing the light right and the torch and then she has like a very stern face which goes to your point about how she's she may not even really be a lady 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 she might like she 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 might very well be an actual depiction of satan mm-hmm. of the fallen angel that brought the that brought Basically, freedom of uh, like the f- like free will amongst humans, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the Statue of Liberty is supposed to stand for in the United States of America is is free will, kind of like equality and and liberty, right? right, right. Freedom. Mm-hmm. So, and what's um interesting too is that I think w- when it came to the design of the Statue of Liberty, which was a present from the French. Uh, one of the designers of it, I think, was a Freemason, mm-hmm. and Freemasons are or are notoriously known for you know worshiping pagan gods, and basically like they don't want to abide by Christianity or uh, Catholicism, mm. so they worship pagan gods, Roman gods, ancient gods, Egyptian gods, and it just all makes sense as to how. You know, entering this new age of industrial revolution and this new age of men, they have as their pivotal monument. And what's interesting, too, that I'm just realizing is that New York City is one of the most powerful cities in the whole universe, right? In the whole world. Um, And it just so happens to be the city that has as its uh, guardian, Lucifer himself, Mm. or Lucifer, Lucifer, Lucifer itself, Mm -hmm. himself. Because Lucifer, apparently, the essence of Lucifer is not confined by gender. So that's why it can inhabit both male, female, um, any species as well. So snakes, serpents. And it pays subtle homage to, like, ancient Egyptian gods. That And, like, if you go to Egypt, you'll see those hieroglyphs with, you know, um, falcon. Oh, yeah, hieroglyphics. Yeah, hybrid. I was going to say that since you mentioned Egypt, here's a fun fact for everybody listening. The French never gifted us the Statue of Liberty. Mm. So the real truth to the Statue of Liberty is that the paint, uh, the painter, the sculptor, right? I forget his name. Frederick August. Um, um, I forget his last name, but Frederick, right? We'll call him Frederick. Mm-hmm. He travel to egypt 10 years before starting the sculpting and construction of the statue of liberty because he was always fascinated by these like great monumental statues that existed in in ancient greek uh in ancient egypt right and even ancient greece but to my point he he wanted to create something to that extent and to that um to that level right he wanted to create something like huge Mm -hmm. and so that was his goal and so he explored egypt 10 years before starting the sculpting of 
the Statue of Liberty, and he actually went around the <clears throat> world to pitch the idea of planting the statue wherever somebody would be able to fund the assembling of it because it was all like created in parts, right? He didn't do it from like bottom to top or top to bottom. Right. It was all in parts that you had to assemble together. Mm -hmm. And so he actually went pre like multiple countries to pitch the idea to see who could uh, afford. afford to put this monument in like in their country. And so he came to the United States, uh, ironically, and they agreed to to try to gather the fundings. And, and a lot of the middle class folk were like, no, like this isn't just going to be a symbol for the wealthy. And we want to pitch in, too, because it, they wanted to have something to represent them. Mm. And so everybody was like chipping into this fund to assemble this sculpture. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so it was never a gift, and that's something that we, we we've always been told in school, right. but is is just like a lie. It's like every other lie that we're told in school growing up. You know, mm -hmm. it's like everything's kind of like whitewashed. Like, why would the French just gift us this this thing? Right. Right. I'm gonna play the TikTok real quick, and then it'll also like help us. Like refreshing our memory. Yeah, because but before you do, because because think about it, it's a work of art, right? And no work of art is is priceless, right? Priceless in terms of like is free. Mm -hmm. It's like everything comes, everything comes at, a, at a cost. Yeah, everything comes at a cost. Like no one's just gonna gift you their greatest piece of art and not charge you for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. So let's see what this TikTok has let's to go. say. What if I told you that there's a possibility that the Statue of Liberty is actually a statue dedicated to Lucifer? The left is a painting made in the 17th century, known as Satan summoning his legion. Now the devil's original name in the Bible was known as Lucifer, or in Hebrew, Helel, which means the light bearer or the bringer of light. Now the Statue of Liberty is holding a torch, it's bearing the light. Now the Statue of Liberty looks awfully similar to the Colossus of Rhodes. Now the Colossus of Rhodes was one of the ancient wonders of the world. It was a bronze Greek statue. It was about 108 feet tall. And just like the Statue of Liberty, the Colossus of Rhodes has a crown of light. It's holding a torch. This statue was dedicated to the Greek god Helios, the god of the sun, the god of the light. In fact, many Luciferians refer to the devil as the great light. And this painting of Satan summoning his legion looks awfully similar to the face of the Statue of Liberty. I mean, take a look. Similar to me, but it's just the theory. Who knows? What if I told you that there's a possibility? Mm. Yeah. So they're all connected, right? Like Helios, uh, the the Colossus of Rhodes, which is supposed to be, which is supposed to be Helios holding the torch, mm. and then Lucifer and the Statue of Liberty. They're all representations or or <clears throat> mimicking each other because obviously. The sculptor of the Statue of Liberty knew what the Colossus of Rhodes looked like because it existed before, mm -hmm. and so he he created something eerily similar, and and probably realized like the backstory in his time in Gre in Egypt. I mean, right. I keep saying Greece, but and what's interesting to me is that in the comments of that TikTok, people were saying like, "Oh, like why do people think that Lucifer is evil?" So like. Do you view Lucifer as being evil? Like, what do you interpret everything being? Because I think that there's, like, all right, so for example, 
how are you going to use the Bible or just the Bible to understand something that is as old as the concept of Helios, um, Lucifer, ancient Egypt, you know, like it's the same entity, like it's the same being just being represented differently across time. And then the Bible just interprets it as this one thing, as the pure evil or the embodiment of evil. And then the Bible's whole story and and what what makes it compelling is that it introduces this this um, innate concept, which we discussed before. It's like good versus evil, you know, and that's what's so compelling about it. And that's what's so appealing. So the Bible villainizes Lucifer, but like, what's to say that maybe he's not? bad well firstly i i feel like i don't believe in lucifer as a being Mm. i believe like i think that like maybe he's like a concept if that i don't know if that makes sense but just like you said he's the embodiment of evil so maybe it was just evil that that corrupted adam and eve right that's the story instead of like a snake that slithered and like whispered sweet nothings into their ear right but right there so why do you think people use the word corrupt because didn't the snake deliver them right self-awareness and knowledge you know so that's see that's the thing right so who's the bad guy here like is it god like keeping them ignorant and blind and and or maybe that was like a but see the the whole point of the story is that that was like a protection right because it's like protection from what of of what could be like what a sinful world could look like so he Mm. created this perfect paradise which is what we're told in the bible yeah and then it's like if if you disobey my like my rule of touching from the touching the forbidden fruit right then you know there will be grave consequences meaning you will endure a sinful world this will no longer be this beautiful paradise right and then you won't like and that's where everything just starts like falling out of place i don't know but see, so that's the story, right? But but what we can understand and interpret it as is that Satan was actually encouraging them to have free will. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to abide by any rules and you can have a free conscious and control to do whatever you'd like. And all you have to do is obtain this knowledge from the tree of knowledge and eat this forbidden fruit. Mm. So... I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't know who to believe. And like, that's the biggest problem because you can believe the Bible. You can believe um, Luciferians. You can believe uh, scholars and people who study this stuff. I think that, again, it's just so ancient and so deeply rooted in our DNA, I feel. And we just share this um, wanting to believe in good and evil that it's just... I don't know. I think that I think that he might be just misinterpreted, you know, like um I don't know. I think right, like obviously uh, it's it, just hard. It, to... it just it just goes back to like purity and sin, right? So 
So I think that maybe all along, like it was inevitable that that they would, right? So what, like, why would he put it there? Like, I'm I'm referring to the story, right? The story is that he put the tree of knowledge there. So why would he put it there as a temptation? Yes. If he didn't think that they would, if if he didn't have like an inkling that they would go for it, you know? Yeah, and that's something that I just don't buy at all. Is like. <laughs> how how and why would god waste his energy and just and just be this this um like the bible paints god as having humanistic characteristics you know it's like he's testing us he's um it's all a test he's trying to guide us towards um good and and why like why do they assume that god is human and that he has these like humanistic traits right that makes sense and why wouldn't he just create a perfect paradise and it's flawed by nature you know like it's flawed by the creator so the creator itself is flawed and why would god create something and then just let lucifer slither his way in and just take over so god is weak lucifer wins like what's the thing here see so that's where it gets kind of you know miscombobulated right i don't because it's like is he an entity is he a being is like what like what like how exactly does everything make sense right like the beginnings right of man and all that and the beginnings of earth Mm -hmm. but i think that i think that maybe that just overcomplicates it for people who who are religious and that's why they just say i just believe i just have faith and they they don't really back it up with any like reason or 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 logic mm-hmm. right it's it's all just faith right it's just like belief like it's a blind belief you don't see anything there's no evidence there's no nothing to back up what these stories in the bible are saying i think my opinion of of everything of all the conspiracy theories about the illuminati about um, devil worshipers hollywood celebrities my opinion is that there is such thing as ancient knowledge that maybe it comes in a form of spells maybe it's like it comes in a form of like rituals or something along those lines that grants us human beings access into in other world in otherworldly experience so be it a spiritual experience be it whatever it is i think that the elite have access to these documents to, like to this knowledge that details exactly what one needs to do in order to access these beings mm-hmm. and i think that there's just so much information and so much knowledge that's just being retained by the small percentage of people and i feel like the whole idea of them being evil it just stems from pure jealousy and lack of understanding from our part as being normal typical citizens so we see all these hollywood celebrities you like doing the same symbols and the 666 and the one eye whatever but we don't really understand what is going on and why they're doing it so we chalk it up to evil you know because like these people are sketchy and they're evil but then like what doesn't really connect with me is that obviously we don't know these celebrities personally on a personal level but from what you see and gather from like interviews and just like a compilation of like interactions with other people they seem like good people for the most part you know like mm. they seem like genuine people some of them right but 
See, it's like I don't think it's a matter of whether they are evil or good so much as it is like because <clears throat> a lot of them have opened up about the the corruption that occurs in those in those lines of work that they're in, be it Hollywood, be it the music industry, be it whatever, right? right. And so I think that maybe there's like an awakening, but I do believe that there is some sort of like darkness that that they do become open to because a lot of them start spiraling into like yeah. drug abuse, start and and uh who was it that's like uh is it Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey, who who has like tried to come out about how everything is just like it, <laughs> it is just like puppet work, kind of like everything right. is all like puppeteered. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't really buy anything I see in interviews. I don't buy anything I see on talk shows. Yeah, I don't. Me neither. So no. so I can't just like <laughs> just like you said, we can't discern whether they are good people or whether they they have to put on a show because they're in danger of something happening to them like people have confessed to before mm -hmm. and like that rapper <clears throat> we saw on tiktok which was super unusual random but he just like started saying that they might come after him for sharing this but he's gonna do it anyways and he shared that that his life is at risk being in the music industry and that's super weird right that's that's alarming. So I don't think they themselves can be discerned as good or, or evil, but but rather what they're partaking in mm -hmm. may be very well evil. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think that the essence of evil itself is defined by humans. And that's why I think that if there is a realm beyond our own, the concepts of the, the the binary understanding of good and evil just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that maybe all of these celebrities that spiral out of control and that um, dive deep into drugs and stuff and they lose themselves and they lose their minds. Maybe it's just that they're they're incapable of handling what they've what they've been what they've been exposed to. So, like. Back to the whole Lucifer thing, he's the bearer of light, but the light, the same light that can guide can also blind is what I read somewhere about that. It's like knowledge will set you free. The truth will set you free. But that freedom comes at a cost, you know, and I think I think that there's something magical even about music specifically, and that's why music has always ruled the world. Like no matter what time period you look at, like musicians have always been mm -hmm. like entertainers they they have always been you know i don't know like i think that there's something about it music itself that that just communicates with more than what we can perceive it to communicate with you know one thing you said just <clears throat> now that really struck me because it was something i learned in school i think it was frederick Douglass who wrote a story so what you said right <clears throat> about ignorance being bliss but then the truth being helpful but also coming at a cost he writes about uh being a slave right and how the the slaves who did come to know of their situation and their circumstance envied the slaves who did not know mm -hmm. 
because they felt completely helpless to do anything. And so that Mm -hmm. truth came at a cost. It was like it helped because now they developed a better understanding of what was going on with them and how like detrimental it was and how they were being dehumanized. But it came at a cost because there was only so much that they can do to escape that situation. And how can you relay that that message, that information that you've gathered to the others around you? Mm-hmm. without startling or without you know yeah and not even just startling but they didn't have n- enough knowledge to even grasp the concept because i forget what the story is i don't know if it but but basically this slave had been reading and teaching himself to read and he just so happened to stumble across like something in the in the plantation owner's uh office or something mm-hmm. that that just solidified what was going on and then he became like um like exposed to that truth so it comes out to ignorance is bliss type of thing yeah but also like what if they had never found out like think about that so then the truth does set you free right literally it like it did but it also imprisoned them in like in their own thoughts Mm. and what they were capable of doing to escape it yeah and that's why sometimes i think that we're all just better off living our lives the way it is right now versus being exposed to the complete truth because a lot of people want the truth and a lot of people out there like they're like oh like show me the aliens show me the devil worshipers show me the illuminati and they'll seek answers like they'll stop at no extent to get answers right but then there's always the same shared extent which is the edge of what we're capable of understanding so these people don't have access Mm-hmm. to that information so everybody ends up just you know hitting a roadblock but like my point is beyond that roadblock is just a whole another world that's just limited to a very few people who have access to that and with those tools they control the world and maybe you know everybody in it mm. so i don't know i don't know if i don't know if you know but um N- nasa is preparing to release new information about aliens and they will be disclosing very soon that they've been in close communication with aliens (laughs) and they've been um hiring there's no way they're actually gonna do this they've been hiring priests to um accompany them during the great unveil which is what they're saying and you believe it yeah you this like, is like do, legit nasa do you believe saying. right but do you believe that it's the truth or do you think that it's just an another cover-up for something else do you believe well, that it'll depend exactly what it is that they'll unveil because they've been you believe hiring that, priests right to calm the population down that's interesting it's pretty crazy to me i think i've just come to terms with maybe something exists right outside of us like we can't really be the only um (laughs) the only species species to exist uh in the entire universe right yeah i don't think we are and and so i I think anyone who thinks so is just stupid yeah like i've just come to terms with it so to me it like it won't come (laughs) as any shock It, it will be kind of like intriguing like okay so you will question your purpose a little bit 
right? You'll think, okay, so what's what and even their purpose, right? Right. But I think that right like I'm kind of like I've kind of just accepted that that might be the case, right? So I'm so either way like it this mind-blowing information doesn't come as a complete shock to me like really like they exist for real. Cuz there will be people like that when when it is revealed like you said. Yeah. I don't know who to trust, but <laughs> I think I would be very trust excited. Trust nobody. I think I would be very excited if if NASA came out and officially revealed and showed us aliens, you know, like showed us them. And yeah. Mm. Anyways, so uh moving on. So Statue of Liberty is Lucifer and uh oh, and I was going to say one more thing. If you guys look up a picture of um let, let me remember his name, Addis, right? Mhm. If you guys look up a picture of Addis, he was, um, I don't really know f- from when and where, but he was someone that castrated himself and dressed in a robe and headdresses. And there's paintings of him on Google and they look eerily similar to the Statue of Liberty. So the whole like seven rays on the crown and the torch and everything has been around for so long that it can be rooted back to the the beginnings of time and the story of Lucifer. Right. And that's where we'll end it. Yeah. So what do you want to segue into? Do you want to do the Reddit reads already? Because we're <clears throat> 30 minutes in. That's up to you. Mm, I don't know. What do you got? Let's 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 try to squeeze out something. All right. Uh let's see. All right, so we could talk about one thing that I found interesting was that again, this was another TikTok that I saw. Um Kanye was approached as usual by paparazzis. Mm-hmm. And he just started having a conversation with the paparazzi that approached him and Kanye said something along the lines of um, he should be getting paid some f- amount of what the paparazzi is making off of the pictures that he takes of Kanye. And he um, draws a comparison to like NFTs where the creators of an NFT get perpetuity, which is basically like royalties and a fixed payment um, across time for their work. So if you create a piece of art and you sell that art, no matter who owns it, you're, you're getting paid, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like having the office playing, uh, friends. It's like these TV shows, those actors are getting paid perpetuity. Like they're getting paid for life, Mm -hmm. a percentage of that. Um, so Kanye said something along those lines because he's always been big on, how his image is portrayed and distorted in the media, right? And he's a big victim of that. So if you recall, I think it was the Yeezus tour where he wore the mask like back before um, Donda, like way, way, way before. And someone in the crowd screamed like, um, take off the mask. And then he started harmonizing and with auto-tune turned on, he started like riffing and freestyling if i take off this mask you're gonna put, put me on ig and then right. i'm not gonna like that shit because my face gonna be all messed up right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's always been like um very self-conscious about that 
And I think he has a great point when it comes to paparazzi. Because if you think about it, it's just one-sided right now. You know, like paparazzis can sleep outside of someone's house. They can harass their kids, their family. They give celebrities no space, no freedom. Mm -hmm. So once you start taking a piece of their pie, they start being more selective with what they're going to do maybe. So depending on what percentage of that pie it is. So let, let's say that you're a professional paparazzi, right? Whatever that means. Uh, mm -hmm. You're a professional bloodsucker, which is what um, Justin Bieber calls them. Because mm -hmm. they just keep sucking blood out of like famous people. Um, if you're a professional paparazzi and every celebrity that you take a picture of is taking 40% of your cut, then you're going to maybe be more selective or maybe try to get like a good shot of them instead of getting every single shot that you can, like them going to the gas station, them, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think that the effort mm. becomes less because there's less money for you now left over. So you're not getting 100% of your profits anymore. You're getting like... Or the effort becomes more because then... Because the, then you have to get the, the perfect picture. The more that they sell, right, the, the more that they can make up for the lack of what they're losing out. Right, and that's what I started thinking right now as I was talking. So, so those like gas station pictures, like those will sell super easily because it's like it's like this raw, candid moment of these celebrities, and that's what these like magazines and whatever want. They want like these like candid shots. Mm -hmm. They don't want like a picture perfect, like oh, pose for us all the time. Like sometimes, like get them get them in the act of doing something that's like that that we we should see as normal but but for them it's like oh look she's rocking like sweatpants like that's super unusual mm -hmm. and then it just creates like these stories and these rumors and that's what they're used for yeah it's basically like the spider-man movie right where toby's taking pictures of spider-man and then um what's his name the uh, the newspaper daily Google. No, what's Bugle. the what's the name of the guy? It's like something Jameson, Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. He Jameson. He starts portraying Spider Man as like a vigilante, like he's you know he's he's evil and whatever. Right. And so that's like that's all they want, and then that's how you'll get paid. It's like if you give them a good enough shot that they can create a story out of, mm -hmm. then then they're sold, right. basically. But I'm I'm with Kanye on this one. But then I'm with Kanye. But then right after he presented his point, the paparazzi also raised another significant point. He said that if it wasn't for candid photography, most of pictures of past celebrities and famous iconic moments would not be in documented in existence. Yeah. Right. So candid photography is something very important that if you take that away. So like where do you draw the line? You know, and then and then it starts becoming a thing of like suppression of creative freedom and suppression of artistic expression. Like you can't take pictures of certain things anymore. Like you can't, um, you know, so it, it starts going down a weird lane. But if you just give them a piece of something that you publish in your magazine on TMZ, then that I understand because those businesses are profiting greatly off of these people what do you think about if each photo was pre-approved by the celebrity it's being taken of well, in instead of them just being able to freely 
uh, give what whatever they caught. Well, that already exists with the example of the Kardashians. They've been right. caught for that, you know, where they go on vacation and then they hire hire paparazzis and then they take candid photographs. Right. And then they have to send it to their team and their team touches it up and and face tunes it or whatever and then sends it back and then they post it as candid. Um, I don't think that's good either because because then we're we're giving artists full control over how they're perceived by the public. Mm, that's true. But then again, we're also already doing that with private companies and private labels like TMZ and People Magazine. So we, the people, ironically, don't have a say in how we perceive these people. So that's the great irony of everything is that we don't have a say. We just consume it. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a matter of who and what are we consuming from? Are are we consuming from Kanye's team or are we consuming from People Magazine and TMZ? Personally, I think Kanye's team is more creative, you know, because like if we can get stuff from them versus, I don't know. Right. <clears throat> so it's like it's just a matter of like what's a reliable source. Right. But like I said, these like candid shots just normalize them. And and it should be normalized, but then sometimes there's like they're they're painted it normalizes out. Normalizes them, but it doesn't because right. it crowds them. Right. So you walk into just careful with that wire because it's gonna disconnect the camera. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I might have to check to see if it's charging. No way. You could check real quick. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> brief brief loose. break. Brief break, really quick good all right it's good sorry about that my my feet are cold the house is cold it is cold in new jersey it is brick outside is what we like to say all right so uh and then i just uh was gonna mention like toby Maguire and britney spears and how yeah. their images are being distorted or have been distorted bully toby bully yeah bully Maguire. bully Maguire. yeah that's what they call him um but yeah i think that that's a good move get the fuck out of the way can't you see there are cars there motherfucker Mm. (laughs) that's iconic though and the british like what if they yeah what if they never recorded him getting that like that's just that's so iconic it's so messed up too like the paparazzi that were outside of kanye's house at like three in the morning and he's like I like my I want to sleep my family wants to sleep and you guys are outside of my house like yeah he says it's three I think it's like good morning Kanye and then he's like shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. he's like shut the fuck up yeah that's see but I do agree you know if if you're gonna take pictures then uh, at the very least if they can't prove it if they can't give you know um, you the right to to give it out or sell it then the least that they should get is a small percentage of what you're making off of that because they're making a lot of money i bet yeah so that's it kanye has a point once again once again man that's my yeezus yes sir it is yeezy taught me all right so we're gonna get into now the reddit read segment Reddit reads. Um, just quickly explaining to the audience, uh, Reddit reads is when we gather the craziest stories off of Reddit that we find. Um, we'll also start including stories from fans and just people who write in. 
uh, or who give us a call at, do you know the number by now? Uh, no, <clears throat> still don't know the number. Still have no clue. What's our number? There, let me check real quick. I could find it. Uh, you could call us at 201-890-2907. That's 201-890-2907. So just call us, uh, leave a voicemail, and we will play your voicemail and react to it on the next episode. And yeah, you could leave a question. You could share a crazy story, uh, your opinions, feedbacks, um, love, hate. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. And we'll read it. So let's just jump in. Let's so go. Right. Hey, Mr. Krabs, I think I'm mentally gone. Welcome to Mentally Gone, read it reads. What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? You want to get weird? Let's get weird, Morty. Let's read some Reddit posts. Fuck, Fuck it. it. All right. Here we go. You want to start this time? You want, you want me to go? Let's go. We never hear you read it. All right. So I found this pretty wild story on Reddit that I'm going to read to you guys real quick. Uh, it's just a completely random topic. And Excuse me. Let us know what you guys think of it. Uh, so this story is by Joshua Mc, McClellan. McLovin. McLovin, who lives in the United States of America. And it goes, my little brother is technically my stepfather, if we go by common law. My biological mother was sexually abused by her grandfather, and like many victims, she grew up into a sexual predator. And it goes back to the whole thing, the abuse becomes the abuser. Their incestuous relationship began when she was 14... Oh, sorry. Their incestuous relationship began when he was 14 and I was 16 or 17. I am 36 now. During that time, I observed suspicious behavior between the two, odd noises emanating from my brother's room, inappropriate body language, and w walked in on them, hiding under a blanket many, many times. I'll never know who made the call, but a social worker interviewed me at school once. I voiced my concerns as the line of questions asked of me of me was the, yeah this person doesn't really know how to write that well questions asked of me was directly related to her but nothing happened it was the late 90s uh, popular opinion was that all teens were mentally disturbed punks and white women happened to be the neck the new oppressed minority and couldn't do no wrong perhaps this explains the lack of action fast forward several years and i'm now a parent and living a decent life my brother and mother had a spat do you do you know what a spat is a spat is it's like, like a, a disagreement right they had never heard that being used like that <laughs> had a spat at which point he reached out to me and explained that they've been physically intimate since he was 14 i immediately called my mother and lost my shit she didn't deny the accusation and reacted by taking my brother on a shopping sprees and allowed him to move in rent free prior to their patching things up he gave a statement to the police with my encouragement. Post shopping spree, my brother refused to cooperate with the police and an investigator told me that they can't move forward without a willing victim. I am actually going to the station tomorrow to inquire about prosecuting her for bribing him with over $12,000 in cash gifts and free rent to boot. I understand that this is in itself, that this in itself is a crime in many jurisdictions. As of now, they still reside together. My brother is in his 30s, and they don't try hard to hide the nature of their relationship. 
It's been difficult to cope with, and I once came close to shooting myself in the head due to the shame factor. Thank you for reading. I obviously left many details out, as I didn't want to write a thesis on the clock, but will ha be happy to answer any questions. Thank you for reading. If you see something, say something. Sheesh. So this is pretty, like, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, so crazy. Imagine knowing that your sibling and your mom are getting it in or or a parent in general and they're mm -hmm. having a relationship. And that's that's kind of <clears throat> what what gives me like like shivers down my back is thinking that his brother is being abused obviously the whole time. Mm -hmm. And thinks that this is like consensual, but in no way, shape, or form is it normal or consensual. Mm -hmm. At least not, you know, not in reality. Yeah. It's just because I 14 is a very naive age. I think that it's grooming from like a very young age. Oh, that's horrible. And the mother probably, I don't know, like, but what's to say that she didn't try anything on the guy writing you know like the oldest when he was super young maybe so who knows if he was raped and, and can't remember and maybe that's why or maybe that's why he wanted to speak up even more because like no like right. that almost happened to me and i can't allow it to continue happening to him yeah. to my brother oh that's so that's pretty wild because you want to believe that people in your house have your best intentions in mind but when your own parent, your own mother just like takes advantage of that. And it could have been easily reversed in terms of like being a daughter and then being a father. And then people yeah. would have viewed it even worse, you know. Right. Even more despic despicable. But oh, it's crazy. No, I'm, I was just like super uncomfortable. And at times I was just in shock. Like how could the brother now be in his 30s and, <clears throat> and still, still be, be okay fooled by... I think manipulated by the gifts and shit. right because he was he did call the cops right like he was like he was he was the going brother to called it I think right but he was initially going to contribute right like he confess was going to right he was gonna um what do you call it confess? like not confess Conf but he was gonna um do it uh, comply a basically like he was gonna comply with what was gonna be asked of him and stuff yeah. there's another word i was looking for but never mind anyways and and so the gifts like changes his mind and having a place to live rent free like that's just yeah. that's just wild like at that point you're like you're just a sorry excuse too because it's like you were given the opportunity and someone is trying to reach out their hand to help you and you're denying it. So mm -hmm. it's like the term you can't. What is it? If you lead a horse to water and it doesn't want to drink the water, then yeah, you you can lead a um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink it. Right. So that's exactly what happened with that brother. Yeah. See something. Say something. Yep. When, whenever it's happening, if it's yourself, if it's somebody else. Yeah, man. Do you have any? All right. Stories? I do have. I have two short ones and then we could wrap it up. Right. So I'll start with this one. I was in freshman year of high school and I was a bit of a creep back then. Didn't talk, didn't shower, long stringy hair. I had a huge crush on this artsy hipster girl in one of my classes. We were all reading silently and I wore shir shorts while I had my leg uh, crossed against my lap. 
I noticed the artsy girl staring at my eyes like a deer in headlights. Confused, I let her have at it for a while before making eye contact and responding with a curious eyebrow raise when she did not waver. She furrowed her eyebrows in response, somehow intensifying her gaze so it almost looked like her eyes were going to pop. I suddenly just knew that my penis had been hanging out of my boxers <laughs> and was perfectly visible from her point of view. I quickly placed my feet on the floor and she gave a stern nod, promptly turned beet red and disappeared behind her book for the rest of the period. Jesus. So there goes that crush. Oh my God. There goes his penis. How and, old are they? Well, he says freshman year of high school, freshman so he must be 14 or 15. Jesus. So. <laughs> Do you think that she was surprised and mesmerized? <laughs> no. By like the girth no. and the width of it? Or? Because what he says after that she just like gave a stern nod like yep okay you fixed it you fixed it and then hides behind her book she must have been so embarrassed that she saw that and couldn't say anything out loud Mm -hmm. i would have responded like what the fuck like i would i couldn't hold back i'd be like but i feel like that'd be more embarrassing and maybe she was considerate of that yeah hence her being she was trying to communicate with you know her with her expressions it's like her eyes were about to pop out so she was like telling him like look right there like look at your fucking shorts your dick is coming out and then the guy's like huh how is his dick coming out of his boxers in his short like I don't know what the situation is. I don't have one of those, it, but it could just be baggy. Perhaps. You know, like baggy well, underwear and baggy shorts and then just Y'all looks. better buy some boxer briefs, Calvin Klein or something. Y'all better keep it covered up. Nobody wanna see that. Keep it high and tight. In class. Yeah. Come on now. That's a good one. Put huh? it away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not playtime. Right. <laughs> All right, next next and last one. <laughs> mine are always so so perverted i'm so sorry in advance um okay <laughs> when i first started masturbating around age 10 or something i was getting off with it and all of a sudden <laughs> this is so bad please cover your ears kids my dog wakes up and starts licking my tiny little penis oh my god <sighs> i just went along <laughs> what and continued one minute later my brother walks in awkwardness ensured i guess he meant ensued my response was to beg him to never tell anybody and i was his personal slave for two months the fuck (laughs) i can't help but laugh because it's just so uncomfortable like i don't think that one's real and the only reason i'll say that is because that's a scene from american pie Oh, is it? Yeah, he he's about to masturbate, and then he finds I think like um peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then he like kind of kind of like plops it open so that it kind of looks like a vagina, and then he kind of stares at it and like thinks about it and just kind of like stares at his hand I think, and then he's like oh whatever, and then he starts jerking off with the peanut butter and jelly sandwich I and think, then a dog comes. and then his dog comes. I don't remember the movie. And starts licking it off of his peanut because dogs love peanut butter. And then someone walks in, I think, and, and like sees it, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, like, oh my god, oh my god," and stuff. And 
And I think that that's what it's trying to pretend it is. All right, but let's say this was a real story. Like, that's so uncomfortable. Because who the fuck just goes with it? Like, that's so weird. Who the fuck goes? He's like a kid, right? So, like, kids are weird. Like, kids kids be saying... But how old... No, no, but how old do you have to be to masturbate? Because you can't be a kid and masturbate. Like he said, he to... was ten, so maybe his balls were starting You're to masturbating at ten. I don't know. Jesus, these kids are girls. Get their periods at ten, like they, hey, you know, so, what are you gonna do? Forget so about it. Early though, it sounds early, but yeah, I don't know, man. Because that's like what, like fourth grade, something like that. Yeah, that's super fourth early. or fifth grade. That's super. Yeah, super early, man. Who knows? Who I knows? Know, Maybe he wasn't really masturbating and was like playing with it or, like something. or something. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. Who knows, right? And maybe this is the like. Maybe it is because of the movie, and I had no idea. Like I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Because as soon as you said it, I thought of American <laughs> Pie. Because like because like that's, that scene is like iconic. It's like the peanut butter and the and the dog scene or whatever. That's such like it's such an uncomfortable thing. Yeah, that's so uncomfortable pretty fucked up if if you allowed that to happen you should go to jail man right that's just <laughs> you should not be in society i don't think or allowed to be in society i was gonna say because i once like sat with like a third grade <clears throat> class and i was just shocked at what third graders say this is all i was in middle school and i think i was in eighth grade and i was just shocked at the things that they say like they talk about like laying together naked and like weird See, stuff like they say like weird things so then you you start thinking like jesus like their imagination must run so wild that but is it just me or are kids just extra advanced nowadays because when i was a kid we didn't really like have that yeah right so they are extra i think that they're i think they're extra exposed Exposed and therefore extra like knowledgeable of these things and then it comes full circle with the illuminati and music industry it's like you'll see this on on tiktok occasionally too like little kids singing doja cat right and doja cat is is super explicit content it's like it's a half naked girl singing these songs and doing these choreography and stuff and then like little kids have access to it and she has like little kid fan base it's super weird okay but think about our time right like we were listening to bedrock i was in fourth grade when bedrock was out i think fourth or or third but i was around that age so everybody must have thought at least a little bit what bedrock was about yeah, yeah Obviously, we were just singing it because it was catchy and it was Drake and it was Lil Wayne and it mm-hmm. was whatever. But then, was Lil Wayne in that song? No, right? Making bad rock. Now I don't, I don't even. I don't remember. Oh yeah, he is. He's like, uh, uh, soccer, soccer field. How does his verse go? That stupid line. I can't get over it. He's the first verse. I don't remember. People on Twitter were saying that. Gutta Gutta, which is the first, one of the first guys, he's in the first part of the song, has the worst verse in rap history. It's the TikTok that you showed me of him opening the the fridge. fridge. And then he's like, uh, and I got a N-word grocery bag. Because I bagged. And she knows she bad. And I got a 
grocery bag. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but like basically saying that he bagged her, right? So mm. that line is just horrible. Yeah, the whole verse, the whole song. Looking back and listening, I love your sushi roll hotter than wasabi. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry, just no. Yeah, just stupid. that whole that that whole <laughs> whole song is just trash bar after trash bar. It's a no for me. I'll still listen to it and I'll still sing every verse and every every word of it. But that's back when songs were corny and people didn't care. Like there were a lot of Nelly Usher songs. Like were very corny if you look at the lyrics at its core, you know. And then back then, like real hip hop was like Fifty Cent, Eminem, Jay Z. It's like that was real hip hop. And then Kanye came into the scene and then he normalized the whole idea of changing your sound and being more sensitive and it doesn't have to be gangster rap all the time. Yeah. And then he opened Thank you, Kanye. And then he opened the door for other rappers and then and then he transformed the whole game because now we have Drake who in the world without Kanye would just be an R and B singer at best. He would not be able to enter the rap game because he's not a gangster. Mm-hmm. You know, so we needed Kanye to come and kill off gangster rap with his sensitivities and that's the genius behind Kanye West and that's why he can't be compared to any other artists concurrently because none of them are at his level or none of them have changed the game the way that he has yeah that that's why I always talk about his influence right there like there's no one who can touch his level of influence in in a whole genre of music exactly so I always stand by that, man. I agree. Yeah. You remember the song, because it's so random, but Forever Young by Jay-Z. That was one yeah. of my favorite songs in That's middle school. That's a beautiful school. song, yeah. I really liked it, even though he had some corny bars in that, too. And speaking of pioneers, um, so him, Eminem, and Lil Wayne from the old school generation, like early 2000s, they were the pioneers in um transforming the sound by introducing rock elements to it right so Lil Wayne came out with drop right. the world Eminem also experimented with with like some rock sounds Jay-Z did the whole Linkin Park mm -hmm. collab and it was just an interesting era for just music it's just experimentation and that's why it was a perfect time for Kanye to step on the scene because everybody was open to it so if it was a little bit earlier Jay-Z would have just looked at Kanye and said like oh like you're just some fruity guy like with your fucking pink polo and shit like yeah this is gangster only like we just smoke crack and sell crack this and, is drug dealer shit yeah, like this like is dealers, you know we yeah. run the streets like gangster we, like we're you we know, got like, shot nine times in the back right exactly. 50 cent yeah and <laughs> that's why 50 cent never stood a chance because kanye figured out the genius of Kanye is that he figured out that people relate more with the spiritual side of the human experience versus these very specific niche um, oriented um, experiences like being a gangster. How many people can actually relate to that? Right. Like and I, I remember being a kid and being a huge 50 cent fan yeah me too and just rapping and just like like writing down his lyrics and listening <laughs> to it on a cassette on a, on a Walkman on a whatever writing it down, memorizing it, and then just feeling like I was just a badass and feeling like I was a gangster. And I was like, what, like eight or 10? Yeah. But then now it's like we we have the privilege to listen to music that really touch us in like to a level that we just never re really expected or really understood. And what really 
change too is is like the demographics of the audience that yeah. was that was you know um listening to rap music right because predominantly it was black people listening to rap music because though like that that's who was running the industry too it was these street rappers who who could all relate to to people who live in the hood and whatever right who struggle who went through you know being minorities and stuff and then what Kanye did was like just pave a a path for everybody to listen to this genre of music mm-hmm. and that's probably why well obviously Eminem was a white rapper and introduced white rappers right. to us but but even he had to succumb to the influence and to the of, standards right. of black dominant exactly and his main audience was probably black initially and he had to like he had to appeal to that audience he had to almost transform himself into being black in order for him to be accepted sounding it dressing it right kanye walked in with a pink polo and said i'm black but at the same time i'm a human being and then that's the big shift that Jay-Z recognized too. Like, and we should give prop where props do. It's like he brought him on knowing that he had this potential and he was a great producer and he was great at just making people feel something, you know, mm-hmm. different than what they were used to. And there's this iconic um clip of I think it's Playboy Cardi. He walks on stage and then he goes all the way to the front of the stage to like see the crowd better. And it's all white people. Mm. and then he kind of just like looks and then he stares back at the camera like what the fuck you know like he's he's just like surprised and that's just the thing now is that it's that like there's no gender there's no race Race. yeah it's just all inclusive and travis scott like most of his fans are white i think that's like a statistic most of his fans are white like white um kids and even what's interesting is that he he doesn't really t- like allude or talk about race at all in his songs he talks about mainly like drugs yeah. and um fucking and you know sex drugs and rock and roll for example it's like sex drugs and yeah that lifestyle like you know? superstardom rager right rager culture anyways so yeah so we're always talking about kanye man like if you're gonna listen to this podcast you're gonna have to get used to it well he is in our logo yeah so if you look at the mentally gone in the word gone he's the o he's the o and the gone right and that's intentional who's more mentally gone than kanye right but in a good way because they said they they say that all geniuses are mad so all geniuses are crazy and that's what we're here for and I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. And my job. So with that being said, um, if you enjoy this podcast, please uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave a like, share it with your friends. And I apologize if I seem a little bit off because I do feel off today. Today was a very rough day for me. But um, yeah, so not all episodes are going to be great, but hopefully the next episodes are better. We're going to keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace to the world.